Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Pickin' Bones. This is the First Gen Hunter Podcast presented by Spartan Forge. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the crazy moose lottery of Maine. And uh, no one better to do that than uh, my new friend, Jameson. He may not he may not accept me as a friend yet, but I definitely, uh, I definitely am calling him as a friend because he's a cool guy to know. And then my other longtime friend, uh, Alex Gruen here with East West Hunts. Alex does all sorts of tag app stuff. And Jameson's been playing the uh, Moose Lottery for a long time. He's been a multi-time, multiple-time winner. And, in fact, this uh, marks your third year of winning, right, Jameson? Yep. yep. Yeah, this is going to be my third tag this October. So yeah. I've been pretty lucky. There's, there's guys that live in Maine that are older than me who have never been picked. So That's crazy. Been lucky. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, so do you know um, – Shoot, I cannot think of his name because all I can think of is his podcast and uh, his huge event that he does, uh, the Hunt Suburbia podcast. Oh, Pat, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, Hunt Stock. Um, yeah. What's his name again? Do you know his name? Pat. Pat, Pat that's guy, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pat. Yeah. So Pat's been on this podcast before. Super cool guy. Great podcast. Everyone should tune into the Hunt Suburbia podcast for sure. It's it's a uh, it's a really good it's a really good show. But uh, Pat was telling me that he knew of a guy, or or maybe it was a no. I think it was a person on Pat's show. It was Ryan from uh, Rhode Island Whitetails. I don't know if you know know Ryan or not. I uh, saw him. I was just at Huntsock, and I saw him. I saw him there. I never got to got a chance to talk to him. I yeah, know who he is. You yep. de- you definitely need to you ne- definitely need to look him up sometime. He's a super cool guy. He's been on this podcast before. But um, Ryan was saying he knew of somebody who it took him fifty years five zero 50 years of applying into the moose lottery i believe it was in maine and he finally uh he finally drew a tag so can you uh just explain to us jameson on like when you got to be doing the the application um t- talk about the resident side alex will probably be able to throw in some information for the non-res side yeah, um man. but just like how how does the process work jameson all right, so what we have up here, it's a lottery system. It's strictly a lottery system. It's basically luck. Um, you apply in late winter, or it's sometime in the winter, and then they draw in June. And uh, it's $15 for residents. And I think it's about, I think it's the same for non-residents. That's the application fee. And then mm-hmm. uh, you can you go in and you pick which zones you want. You pick whether you want a cow only, I mean a bull only, or a bull or a cow and then you can pick which zones you want you can go right down your top 10 choices there's 20 zones in total and you can pick top 10 that you want and then you can also pick that you'll accept any zone in the case you get drawn which there's some zones that are a lot tougher than others so some people choose to only pick a few zones or some people only pick mm. one zone but uh yeah so then when they draw in june there's around right now there's around four thousand tags and uh, 90% of those tags go to main residents and the remaining 10% go to non-residents. And there's also an option which they give out a certain number to lodges up here in the state. And then the lodges will sell those tags. So if you have enough cash and you really want to go on a moose hunt in Maine, you can get go through a lodge and actually purchase a tag. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so they're upwards of, I think, around 20 grand, though. Wow. 
So if you wanted a tag yeah. every year and you had the means to do it, you could you could go. You could do it. Find one through. Wow, that's you crazy. Could do it. Yeah, I know. Uh, Donnie Vincent went on a lodge tag mm-hmm. last year. Oh, he so was that was. A, I wondered how he had that tag. That was a lodge tag. Yep. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and then, uh, yeah, go ahead. So, Alex, uh, you got anything to throw in there on the non-res side, like uh, when people should be, uh, how often they should be throwing their name at, what kind of fees, that that kind of thing? Yeah, it's. Um, I would say it's pretty affordable. Um, I have clients that I do apps for every year for, um, for Maine because of the affordability. Um, so, essentially, you know, on the non-resident side, and and uh, Jamie, and you, I don't know on the resident side if you guys do the same here, but um, you essentially can purchase a point if you don't want to apply, or then you can go in and you apply for chances essentially. So it's it's a bonus point system. It's not a preference point system. Right. Yeah. So for, for yeah for residents, um, we can't purchase extra points. I know for non-residents you can. Um, yep. for res for residents, we get one point every year that we don't get drawn. So, so yeah. is that, is that point that you purchase? Is it just basically your name goes into the hat another right. time for right. the lottery? Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause, cause the residents have such a higher amount of, of basically permits that they can get. Cause it's, it's basically, I, I think how it breaks down is it's 90, 90, 10 or 92, eight. Mm-hmm. As far as percentages go, I, I maybe the net, maybe the two percent extra goes to the the lodges, and then eight percent go to non-residents. But I know eight percent. There's no more than eight percent of permits can go to non-residents. Okay. So maybe they maybe they save the additional two percent to that ninety ten and give it out to the to the outfitters. I don't know how that whole breakdown happens, but but he's right. I mean, it's expensive. I'd say it's. Uh, I've seen them you know, 13, 14, 20 grand. So it's definitely pricey. Yeah. That's very expensive. Um, so essentially you get to, you get to purchase chances if you're applying in it. So saying like, I want to go and apply to actually try to get a moose permit this year. Then I can purchase one chance for 15 bucks. I can purchase three chances for 25. I can purchase six for 35 or I can purchase 10 for 55. And that's all you pay in. Now, if you actually draw, then you would end up having to get the license and the moose permit. And the moose permit for a non-resident is five eighty-five, which is super cheap. Yeah. I know maybe that doesn't sound cheap to you, but you know when I'm applying for twenty-six, twenty-seven hundred dollars for an Idaho moose tag, uh, five eighty-five is pretty cheap. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very very affordable <laughs> hunt there so, overall for buying points and for for buying that tag. Very affordable. I think it's fifty-two yep. for residents if you get drawn to buy the tag. So it's really wow. cheap for if yeah. you're a resident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's extremely that's wild, affordable. Yeah, because it, what what is it, Alex, for a Colorado resident to do like a OTC elk tag? Ooh, um, I don't know that off the top of my head. I know that I know the non-resident. See, I deal with so much non-resident stuff. Right. It's uh, you know, you're talking. I think it was, was seven sixty-seven. Yeah, something like that. For some reason, the number seven ninety sticks out in my head, uh, but that just kind of puts into perspective just how expensive 
it is to uh, hunt some other species. So definitely something that should be on people's radar for uh, relatively affordable. Do you have to have a guide, Jameson, if you're a non-resident? Oh, I don't believe so, no. You don't have to. Okay. Okay. I know there's some places like, I think, isn't that Alberta, Alex? Uh, if you want to do a moose hunt in Alberta, you have to have a resident guide and Alaska. There's some species there that you have to have a resident guide for. Isn't that correct? Yeah, there, it was, there's certain places. Like, for example, right now in Alaska, you don't necessarily have to in, in certain areas. Um, be, and to, to be frank, the in, in Alaska, for example, the moose general tags are actually better than the limited entry tags for the mm. most part which is not pretty normal um but yeah i mean listen i i advise anybody to go with a guide if you have not been to the area and and it's and it's a big animal like that and you need to yeah. get to travel a bunch i mean i i couldn't imagine i know people do it but i couldn't imagine doing a moose hunt going to alaska without assistance um mm -hmm. e even just for the plain aspect of getting that animal out unless i had yeah. like three friends with me yeah you know? well and again if you go back and listen to joe's shed story that'll cure you from wanting to try to attempt that on your own <laughs> i mean it was <laughs> yeah in some ways he's lucky to have made it out alive um just uh, yeah. how, how brutal of an experience he had but uh, yeah, so so good information there. Definitely worth looking at getting a guide, um, as Alex said. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, as you know, the reference that Jameson made earlier to Donnie Vincent's hunt is a is. I saw some of the. I don't know if the full film is out yet, but I, I don't saw. Think it is. I saw some of the footage that he released, and he went with Hal Blood as his guide. So if Donnie Vincent goes and gets a guide for a hunt. Uh, you probably yeah. want to do the same, you know, that guy's a pretty capable guy in the woods. And, uh, so that, I think that spoke volumes to, to see him doing that. But, um, what kind of, uh, guiding fees should people be prepared for if they're, uh, they're looking for a, uh, main moose hunt, Jameson? So I think the typical, typical guided, uh, moose hunt with lodging food and all, all that included, you typically, typically looking at four to six thousand dollar range so it's okay. not you know it's not terrible okay no. now now if somebody just wanted to hire like uh somebody's got their guide license and they're going to do camping or staying in a hotel and taking care of the other stuff they're just going to meet up every morning mm -hmm. what what's what's a realistic expectation there oh you could you know, you could probably find someone if, to do that for Oh, that price would vary so much, but you could probably get someone to do that for, if you wanted to go per day or per the week, it would depend, I guess. A good so guide. Probably, a good guide. A, a good, you going per day or per the week? Uh, per the week. Week. We're going per to week. week. Uh, yeah, you probably, you're looking at $1,500, $2,000, I would think. Yeah. Okay. Minimum. Okay. I would have said two grand, so that's pretty, yeah. yep. pretty spot on. And what's a, what's a reasonable tip? Like what, 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 uh, what makes a guide happy? Oh, if you do, if you do a good job and they, sh everything goes to plan, you get a good moose. I'd fifteen twenty percent. Okay, so basically, like yeah. a, basically, like eating at a good restaurant. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. just, yeah, I was about to say, it's a restaurant tip. I, yeah. I, I answer that on the forums all the time when I talk to people. I'm like, yeah, if you're going to tip a waitress 20%, you're tipping your guy 20%. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's exactly right. That's a good point. Yep. So, yep. and a uh, good place to uh, find those guides is through East West Hunts, right, Alex? Yep. I either have contacts or I will call and vet out good outfitters and uh, figure that out for you. It just depends on where you're drawing and, and what, what I, what I have established. Yeah. And Alex talks, so. yeah. Yeah. Alex talks to guides all of the time. I mean, uh, that's, uh, that's, well, you even have like a guide fitter account or something like that. Don't you, Alex, where you're, you're basically almost operating as a guide, um, when you're yep. when you're doing tag app stuff for people, that's how often you're interacting with with other guides, right? Well, my, my guide fitter account is I, I am a registered guide in Michigan, so okay. I can I can guide on state lands. Um, but yeah, on, on my side, you know, you got to think about it in a sense of I work with clients a little bit differently, but I do have people just contact me in, in regards to outfitted hunts, so. Um, I either will have an established relationship with guides that, you know, I've, I've worked with before, or I will establish that relationship depending on what we're trying to do for the client. So like you can, if you said, Hey, I have a, you know, I want to, I want to draw a permit in, in whatever zone. then we're going to try to do that. If you, if you drew that, then, then we're going to be trying to figure out, or we already have somebody established for you that we now mend that relationship with and, and get you going that way. If you're looking for a hunt and uh, I have that relationship established already, then we're booking with that specific outfit. And, um, you know, it's, it's essentially a booking agency at that point. You know, we're, we're, we're setting you up on the right hunt and that process completed for you. Yeah. Yeah. So Alex is the best in the business. Definitely go check him out. Thank you so much to Alex and Jameson filling us in on this. It's kind of a crazy process, but one, I think that adds a lot of excitement and is part of the tradition of, of one of the great American hunts that um, I'm glad they brought back. Um, if you listen to, uh, well, I, now I can't remember if you said this in the Pick and Bones episode or in the full length, but since 1984 they brought back yep. the, the moose hunt, and um, that's so cool. You know, a lot of a lot of times uh, we see the other way happen. You know, where we we lose a hunt, but I'm glad that uh, they picked that one back up and that the population is doing well enough to support uh a uh you know four thousand tags of hunters every year and um as alex mentioned it's a very affordable hunt for both residents and non-residents and um, one that should probably be on pretty much everyone's bucket list um, i know it's definitely on mine i have family that lives out in new england and um i'm definitely i'm definitely gonna be wanting to uh, uh draw that tag someday It'd be a ton of fun to do that and uh my if i have to wait 50 years though man i'm gonna have to i'm gonna need like one i'm gonna be on one of those uh those little rascal or what do they call those things the the what are those scooters that geezers use um the what are those yeah i don't know they just call the rascal yeah the rascal (laughs) i think it's just called the rascal i don't know Hover around, hover around. That's what yeah, it right? is. <laughs> but instead of being on there and being like, being like, uh, I made it to the Grand Canyon back. I'm gonna be like, I, I uh, tagged this Boone and Crockett bull elk from my uh, hover yeah. around. But uh, 
I'll put a. I don't know if I can fit a thousand feet of rope on the hover around the, the, <laughs> to drag that thing out of the woods. <laughs> but, but uh, anyways, no, I'm definitely gonna put it on my bucket list. Even if I have to wait fifty years, I'm gonna hopefully go do a main uh, uh, moose you never hunt know. someday. Yep. Yep, you, you start applying. Know. All you can do is apply. That's right. Yep. That's let's right. Get you, let's get you going, Kent. Hey, I love it. That's <laughs> going to start adding it to my list with Alex. So, well, thank you again for listening, everyone. Remember, the podcast is presented by Spartan Forge. Spartan Forge can help make your hunting dreams come true by figuring out where on earth you're going. Or during deer season, you can use the deer behavior prediction services. you got to subscribe to those. Um, you can either do the monthly payout on that, or you can do the year-long like I do and Alex does and Caleb does um, because it's cheaper and it makes sense to have it year-round because you're thinking about hunting year-round. Um, but definitely do that. You can find the link to Spartan Forge in the show notes, and uh, you can uh, get on board with that. Also, as you just heard, Alex Gruen is the best in the business for planning your dream hunts. Go to eastwesthunts.com. And you can see all the different services Alex offers, like the ones we talked about, um, but also renting you gear, um, sending you waypoints on where you should be hunting, where you should be glassing, where you should be filling up your canteen, um, all of that stuff. Alex does it for you, helps you figure out your lodging, helps you figure out your transportation. Alex is truly a top to bottom. You know, like when you have that, that person that's under you at work, and they're like a really good employee. You can be like, hey, you, can you go get this thing done? Alex is like that person, the super reliable, gets it done right away and just makes you like, be like, oh, I don't have to worry about that anymore. So go to <laughs> eastwesthunts.com. Tell them that this podcast sent you there. Say, hey, Alex, I heard you on uh, First Gen Hunter podcast. Um, I want a co- free consult and see if this is a direction I want to go. Alex will take care of you and will knock 10% off of your bill if you decide to uh, use his services. Um, So make sure you do that. And then also after you tag your trophy animal, take it to Old Barn Taxidermy where Sam and his team of professionals will give you the best mount you've ever seen. And uh, they'll do it for you time and time again. Doesn't matter the species. They get it right because they've been there, done that. Sam's been in the business for like 40 years. And uh, if you go, make sure you tell them that the First Gen Hunter podcast sent you there. That helps me out. It helps them know that uh, partnering with me is a good is a good move on their end. So I want to make sure that I'm helping with that. But, uh, yeah, take your taxidermy seriously, people. You can't unsee bad taxidermy. Once you see that bulging nose or those bug eyes or those weird flappy-looking ears that are pointed in weird directions, yeah, you can't unsee that. And uh, you're going to wish you could, but you can't. Go to go to Sam. Get it done right the first time. You'll be happy with the end product uh, afterwards. But thanks again, gents, for jumping on tonight. Super huge help to me. Great get meeting you, Jameson. And you uh, great catching up with you, Alex. Yeah, likewise. Hope you're uh, tagging a nice muley tomorrow and sending me some, uh, some pictures of a giant muley. But... I hope so. Yep. Me <laughs> too. Good luck. Good luck. Thanks, man. Yep. Until next time, everyone, take care and take someone hunting.